Hello and welcome to the Cold Coffee Club, a podcast brought to you by Houston Moms. We're here to give you a little bit of that mom-to-mom connection, fun, and conversation amidst all the chaos. Join us as we take a break from doing all the things and explore the wide spectrum of this crazy motherhood role. We'll interview fun guests, talk about cool grown-up topics, laugh, share, and grow together. So go ahead, reheat that coffee, and put your feet up. Here we go. Good morning, Cold Coffee Club. Ashley here, and we are we have a great episode ahead today. Today we are digging into being working moms and what that looks like uh, juggling kids and family and our personal lives with also working. So before we get into that, we are going to do our tea. Let's spill the tea. So my win this week is just that like i'm just taking this the smaller win it's not super specific but like my house is just together like it is clean right now i cut the grass this morning like super productive morning um i cleaned up i was scrubbing toilets real quick before my day like really officially started and i just feel super great like i just feel really good in my space and I love that so I'm gonna take that win I'm gonna enjoy it I'm basking in it I feel like my skin is glowing that I just like feel good about life right now so I'm gonna take that win my cream and sugar this week um, I'm really excited for this upcoming event uh, that I cannot wait to go to I'm definitely taking my kids on December 8th through 10th at NRG Center uh, the Jurassic Quest event is happening uh, you can get your tickets online at Jurassic Quest uh, this is just a great opportunity to bring those kiddos who love dinosaurs to go see some really cool uh, life-size dinosaurs uh, they're painted and animated and uh, it's supposed Supposed to be an incredible event I'm super pumped my youngest loves dinosaurs like loves them so much that he's like constantly correcting me at how the names are pronounced it's it's a lot but he thinks dinosaurs are the coolest and I love that he loves them so we are going as a family to Jurassic Quest sometime that weekend um, and it sounds like a great event get your tickets now I hear that it's super popular so you might want to snag those early and it makes a good uh, early Christmas gift so definitely want to get those tickets So I got to sit down with two uh, Houston Moms contributors. Uh, First, we have Chris Sizemore. She is actually our social media director for Houston Moms. And then I also sat down with Tiffany Harris as she's a contributor with Houston Moms. And we just talked about what it's like being working moms. We all kind of have similar perspectives, but kind of different setups within our families. Um, And so we really got to dig into what that looks like, uh, what kind of support we need as working moms, what our day-to-day looks like, also raising children and and working full-time. So we're going to dig into that and enjoy this chat between the three of us. All right, Cold Coffee Club. So today we have Chris Sizemore and Tiffany Harris joining us, and we are going to talk about all about what it's like being working moms. Uh, So for starters, Chris, go ahead and introduce yourself first and tell us what you do. Hi, I'm Chris Sizemore. I uh, own a marketing company. I'm a graphic designer, marketing consultant, social media manager, content creator, writer, uh, podcaster. (laughs) All the things. Like all the things. Basically, I do all the things. Except for bookkeeping. Like bookkeeping is the worst. And (laughs) like, God bless the people that do that for a living. Um, But uh, yeah, I've... I've been doing this for, um, for myself, contract and freelance for, I think, close to 15 years now. So it's, um, I work for myself, which is wonderful and horrifying all at once. (laughs) And do you work from home most of the time? Yes. I've, I've worked from home since the beginning. And I think, um, I always say one of the best things that came out of the pandemic was the fact that like, I could stop pretending that I was in an office. Like I, the dog would bark and I would be like, oh, that's just my neighbor. Or, you know, like, <laughs> um, it just, it's so nice that like the veil has been lifted on working from home that we all actually have children and dishes and animals and people ring the doorbell to cut down our trees in the middle of the day. Like, oh, it's, it's a relief. <laughs> And tell us a little bit about your family. So um, my we homeschool and I don't. Uh, it's my husband. He's full-time homeschool dad. 
he also is in TV production, so he does gigs. He works mostly sports. So um, we have one daughter and uh, one dog, and mm-hmm. so she's ten. And it we never thought we'd be a homeschool family. Um, I act as the primary breadwinner for the household. Um, we have full role reversal, which just is a kind of a wild experience. It's given me a lot of insight to what dads may feel um, in this position, the stress, the pressure, the anxiety, all of that, the the desire to perform. It was, it was just, that all happened kind of um, right before COVID hit. So it was a, it's been a really interesting growing and learning experience for both of us. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. I can't wait to hear more. Um, about all that. Uh, Tiffany, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Hi. Yeah. Yes. I'm Tiffany Harris. I work uh, at an educational tech company. So I do work from home. I've been in consulting as well for 10 years. So I do learning and development, change management. uh, And I've been doing that for the greater portion of 20 years. So good work. I get to work with people. I get to work from home. I was... uh, you know, I worked from home a lot as a consultant uh, and I, you know, I not a big office person. So when the pandemic happened and we were working from home exclusively, I totally loved it. I almost don't believe I will go into an office again. Um, I look at jobs sometimes and they have like on site and it scares me to think about going into like having to get dressed up every day or find clothes every day. So I like my comfy uh, pants that I'm wearing now. Um, I like, you know, not having to deal with Houston traffic, which actually frightens me if I had to do that every day for work, as well as taking the kids to school. Uh, so it would just, it, it would, it would give me a lot of anxiety and a lot of, I would, I would feel over, overwhelmed all the time. Uh, so then speaking of the kids, I have twin seven-year-olds. That has been an interesting ride. I have a boy and a girl. Uh, They're great. And uh, I'm married. So full-time husband, we're a full-time family and it's, 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 it's interesting. So he works full-time. He actually, like he does hybrid. So he's at home a couple days a week. I'm actually taking over the office right now. (laughs) So because uh, he's more of an office person. I'm more of a living room person. So yeah. So for me, um, I know a lot of our listeners don't know what I do other than podcasting. Um, <laughs> so I have uh, been working for, I'm a studio manager for a photography stylist uh, based in San Francisco. So I run her calendar communicating with all the potential clients, doing contracts, estimates, um, making sure she has assistance on site for her shoots and um, all that. So it's a lot a lot of behind the scenes stuff that I do for her. And then I also do intake and um, admin work for a therapy clinic. Um, and then of course, I am your trusty podcast host. So um, lots of things kind of bopping around. I, I do a lot of multitasking. That is the name of the game for me. Um, and then of course, I have my three sons. Um, Luckily for me, the one good thing that comes from getting divorced other than like being divorced um, is (laughs) that we uh, do like a one week on one week off. So my boys right now are with their dad and that makes it, you know, it it changes the dynamic of getting work done from home. Um, I do work from home and the peace and quiet and the, you know, not having to get up early to take people to school, all that. Like it is really nice to, my day technically starts at nine and I can literally be in bed until about eight, eight fifteen, And then I'm like, all right, it's time to like wash my face and get my life together. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, when the kids aren't here, it is, it is a lot more chill. <laughs> um, yeah. so that is, that is fun. Um, but it is interesting since becoming a mom, I have not worked until I got, I was separated and it was like, oh gosh, it's time to jump on right back in. Like it had been almost 10 years and there was a whole panic that set in. Like, I don't even know what I know how to do anymore. (laughs) I really don't. So um, it was, it was quite an adventure jumping back into the workforce. And like you said, Tiffany, I don't know if I could ever go back to an office setting now that I've gotten used to like, oh, I can do, 
I can do everything at home. Yeah. No mm -hmm. one even needs to know that I'm wearing pajama pants. It doesn't matter. <laughs> can we, like, are we all just have pajama pants on right now? Yeah, I have comfy pants. <laughs> I did throw on a pair of shorts because I had to talk to the neighbor <laughs> on my backyard. I was like, let me just get out of my pajama pants. Like I'll always put on a shirt, but I was like, I'll just, I'll put on, you know, something that looks relatively yeah. presentable when I go tell him he needs to fix his side of the fence. So <laughs> Take you seriously. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I was like, I can't do that in flannel pajamas. <laughs> yes. Oh gosh. All right, so let's first off dig into like kind of what the day-to-day -day looks like as working moms, kind of what does our schedule look like um, while also juggling families? So Chris, if you want to go first, just kind of tell us what your day looks like. Pure insanity? Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> we, I mean, it's, it's a crazy thing because most of my work can be done from anywhere. Like I do most of it at home, but um, when the pandemic hit, we bought a trailer from friends and gutted it and redid the whole thing. And we traveled a lot. And so I was working on the road a lot. And um, that's something I still do legit. I, I, I'm also the voice behind Houston Moms Instagram. And I was mm. camping last week on my paddleboard on a lake posting. Awesome. <laughs> and so awesome. like, that's, that's like our lives and it's crazy to me that that's what we do, but I love it. And so um, schedule is, I have office time. I have a home office, that's where I am right now. It's wonderful and I love it. But um, you know, sometimes I'm like, I need, to, I need to change a pace. Let's go to this coffee shop or let's work from the patio or the couch or whatever. Um, so, you know, we have a general schedule, but because we homeschool, we're so flexible and because I work from home and work for myself, there's a lot of flexibility, but I think that sounds really wonderful, but there's a lot of um, self-determination and um, you have to kind of be strict with yourself. Like it's hard to, to be like, okay, I have to sit down and work right now, knowing I really am looking at my garden going like, I could really go garden right now too. But um, so, you have to be strict with yourself as well. But I mean, my schedule is insane. It, I, I could be doing anything at any day, any time. It could be scheduling social media or a client needs a shoot, a commercial photo shoot, or, you know, I'm meeting with TV people to do TV ads or it, um, but I love it. And that's, that's part of why I love what I do is because I get to do something different all the time, especially with different clients. I get to learn different industries. I get to understand their market and their demographics and, I freaking love that. I I've had jobs where I'm like doing the same thing every day and that is not my brain. Yeah. <laughs> like I do not function well in that space. So, you know, could my kid run in here at any moment and interrupt us? Absolutely. But I love that this is our life. So now that the kids are at school, so I should preface by saying that for the first five years, I kept them at home. We had a nanny, full-time nanny. Uh, I was not comfortable with sending the kids to daycare or preschool or anything else like that. And so the nanny, you know, our, the, we had we had a couple and then we had one that stayed with us for several years. Um, and so she did a lot of that learning. We even had a babysitter that came a couple of days a week and she also helped with the learning. So I just didn't see a need for sending them to school. So uh, I've only been like really kid, kid free for about a year and a half or so. Um, they did a little bit of kindergarten, but that was only a couple of days a week. So now that they're in school, it is like our exact worst nightmare because we don't, we're not like early morning people. We're not superly structured people. So having to get up, I think my husband, he, I, in the beginning, I was taking care of Brefix. He then took over Brefix, which was a great relief. Uh, so he gets up, you know, somewhere between 6 and 6.15 to get graphics started. Um, I take the back end of making sure they get dressed. Uh, this year, as second graders, they are a lot more responsible about wanting to be on time to school, which the first year they could have completely cared less about, like completely, completely cared less about. If, you know, school starts at 8.05, uh, if we got there by 820 last year, it was a miracle, like literally an absolute miracle. So this year they care a lot more about being on time. So we do get out closer to about 730. And it's still crazy because 
their school is 30 minutes away and we're still like managing all the stuff. So I'm at anyone at any given point in time, scheduling appointments, um, uh, figuring out work or what I'm going to do. Now, what I will say is that uh, we are, are now past the extreme heat of the summer. So now I am walking a couple times a week. So my husband will take them to school. I will get myself up and make sure I get working pants on so I can walk outside. And I really enjoyed that. And that's been really great for my mental health, really great for the physical health. Uh, so that to me is also a really big positive of working from home is that you don't have to like squeeze those things in and you don't have to explain mm -hmm. it. In fact, what I did with work when I started it at the beginning of last month, because we had a whole week of like 50 degree weather in October and I was motivated at that point mm -hmm. <laughs> to keep it up. So I told them, you know, and my company is actually based on the West Coast. So it does actually afford me a couple of hours even. Uh, my team, though, is on the East Coast, but we work a lot of West Coast hours. So I said, hey, you know, don't if you don't try to catch me before nine o'clock, just don't, because if you do, I'll be out walking. And if you want to walk with me and walk and talk, then that's great. Yeah. So I like that part of it. Um, and then in the evenings, I'm usually the one that's doing the pickup. Uh, again, Houston traffic is terrible, so it's not my favorite thing to do. I have discussed like Uber situations or other pickup situations. I'm not terribly comfortable with people in the car with my kids, mm -hmm. uh, my husband mm -hmm. and I. So we do agree with that. Um, and I just think it would be overly expensive for no reason. So we do the pickup, uh, but it allows us the opportunity to talk with the teachers and get a feel for their day and just to have that kind of bonding time with them if if they decide to talk some days they don't um right. which is fine as well yeah so my kids go to school near where their dad lives so it's like a five minute walk from his house but it's like a 30 minute drive from my oh, house cool. <laughs> and just now that my oldest is in um, intermediate school his school doesn't start till a little bit later so it's like it kind of throws off our morning from what it used to be last year um, so I'm just like hustling to get back home by nine so I can start my day um, but overall like it's it's amazing i'm i'm glad we all work from home so we can kind of chat about that but it is amazing having that flexibility of like being in the middle of the workday and then realizing like oh i forgot to put that load of laundry in the dryer mm -hmm. i can go do that really quick i'm not at work like dang it i forgot <laughs> and there's nothing i can do about it and now you have to rewash it when you get home exactly exactly <laughs> or it's like take the meat out of the freezer I can oh. do that and I don't have to be mad when I get home from work and I'm like, no one took the meat out of the freezer. <laughs> what is happening? So I do, I absolutely love that flexibility. Some days I'll like take a lunch and I'm like, I'm not hungry, but the grass needs to be cut. And I'm like, great time to do that. Mm. I, I absolutely love being at home and having the ability to, you know, take care of things, be there for whatever's needed. Like, oh, so-and-so has a performance at school. Okay, cool, I can let my boss know, I'm gonna go to the performance and then I'll come back and get back yeah. to work. And it's just like, no problem, no issues whatsoever. The downside that I experience is that, uh, you know, Thanksgiving break is coming up. When this episode airs, I think we will have just passed Thanksgiving break, but, I can already tell you I'm struggling with it and I haven't even started it yet, but I'm like struggling with Thanksgiving break because it's just like trying to do all the things, but then like people want to talk to you and like, mom, watch this. Mom, can I do this? Can I have a snack? Like what? And like you, Chris, I, I homeschooled during, well, I started homeschooling during COVID and at that time I wasn't working. Um, and we continued homeschooling up through um, 2022 is when my kids went back to school for the first time since COVID. So I had gone through the entire process of getting separated, getting divorced, moving to a new apartment, working several jobs at that time while homeschooling. And I was like, I hate everything about this. Like, I hate it. I couldn't <laughs> even hide it anymore. Cause at first I was like the homeschooling Miss Frizzle. Like I was <laughs> amazing at first. And I was like, guys, we're going to do an art project. Then we're going to go on a field trip. Then we're going to go on a nature walk. Like I was doing all the things. And then after a certain point, 
and trying to work, I was like, you guys get a packet. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't, y'all. I can't. And I would be like trying to do meetings and there'd be people tapping on my door. Like they would try to be quiet. It wasn't mm -hmm. quiet, but they were like, mm -mm. mom, mom. Mom, can you hear me? I have to show you something. Like, so I bought, I bought a, it's online. It looks like, uh, it's on Amazon. It looks like a, um, uh, a neon light and it says on air and I, it's hung outside my office. If I'm on a call, if I'm on a podcast, if we're recording or something, it's on mm -hmm. and they know I'm on air. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it sounds like you're like... dealing with reasonable people though because mine don't <laughs> care i just put like a stop sign i printed out a stop sign and i was like if the if the stop sign is on the door that means i can't talk right now that changed nothing <laughs> <laughs> i guess they are reasonable i mean my daughter will still come in here and like try to mouth the words to me <laughs> and i'm like i don't even know what you're doing like <laughs> Well, my, that is that is more distracting than just like sliding me a note right i i have a funny story when they were young and we were about to go out of town so i didn't have a nanny there and they were probably two years old we were headed out of town i told my husband do not go do not go to work do not go to work i cannot do i had a big meeting he still went into work somehow or another they found paint and I'm on the meeting and I'm in the office. I am where I am now. And I see paint on their hands. Why do you have paint on your hands? Like blue paint. And then I turn around and they have poured paint, red and nice, rich blue paint all on the carpet. And I nearly freaked out on the car. <laughs> Let's just say my husband also was not on the good receiving in that day. Because <laughs> I was like, I told you not to go to work. I told you not to go to work. And it was, oh I mean, they had it all over their hands and they thought they were like the most, you know, intelligent people in the world. And I was like, you have ruined carpet. And this is when we didn't own our, our home at the time. So it was a rented place and we had carpet like, soaked through the path it was awful i was it was i and i can't even tell you how they found it like why they decided to find it that particular day i was so upset like i could have been more upset yeah <laughs> i have i have to say like 10 years old like something switched uh yeah isa came flying up here and she's like mom look what i made and she has ceramic handprints that she's made, like, I guess she had a kit. And I was like, what? You you played with plaster? <laughs> In my head, I was like, that's a mom help thing. I wonder what the downstairs looks like. And I went down and like, other than like a little bit of plaster on the counter, completely cleaned up. Yeah. I was like, yeah. we have leveled up. Yep. Something yeah. has changed. <laughs> yeah. And the oh, other yeah. thing is like, she knows how to cook. And so she'll... Yeah. Just bring me breakfast in my office. <laughs> okay, I need her to come over and like teach my kids. My oldest is 11 and I listen, he's helpful. Mm -hmm. But he would never make me breakfast ever. She she made me like a breakfast sandwich. Not just like here's a bowl of cereal, but like here's a grilled breakfast sandwich. Like Oh wow, that's super nice. If I have any parenting advice, I'm like teach your kids how to cook and empower yes. them in the kitchen because it will only be for your benefit in the future. Yeah. <laughs> My son did that. He he almost he almost did it. He almost did it. He was trying to make um, French toast. That's what it was. Sorry. I, he had almost made French toast. And he, instead of getting the the, the vanilla extract, he got uh, vinegar or something like that. Whatever oh, was dark. No. And he poured that into the milk mixture. Oh. But I told him, but it, you're right. Like the kitchen wasn't a mess. Mm -hmm. He poured it. He followed the directions that he had in this little book. And I was like, buddy, you've done such a great job. This was the wrong thing, but that's my fault. <laughs> so I had to throw it out, but he did. It was such a great thing. So yeah. So sweet. <laughs> yeah. It was like a Saturday morning. He was like having it ready for me just to make the actual Aww. French toast. 
That's and nice. I would have, I just felt so bad. I was like, I don't think I can do this with the, it was like fermented vinegar or something like that. So it would have not tasted good, but <laughs> the effort was there and I was so proud of them. That's Aww. Awesome. <laughs> One thing that I know a lot of moms struggle with is mom guilt. Um, and we all work from home. So it, it allows us certain opportunities um, to do things that are a little bit different than what maybe our moms did or other moms who, you know, have to work out of the house. Um, but how does does mom guilt kind of man manifest for you? Um, even though we are able to be mostly there um, with our families, but I feel like at least I personally still have some mom guilt about a few things and I'll share those later. But do y'all feel that <laughs> at all? Um, you know, still being working moms, even though you're you're at home? Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Tiffany. <laughs> well, I, I, so I am not a fan of mom guilt. <laughs> none of us are fans mm, of it <laughs> well and yeah what i mean by that is i'm not a fan of of the concept of it because i i know i i work very hard on behalf of my kids mm -hmm. and i put them first in in literally everything i do so there's not much in fact i was throwing a project yesterday that i did get moved to being later but all i could think about was how is this going to impact the holidays right mm -hmm. i was like how is this going to impact my availability and you know i have there's a thanksgiving lunch tomorrow at their school i have a, a trip that they're going on a field trip that I, I plan to go on so when i got thrown that project all i could think about was oh my gosh this could interfere with that mm -hmm. uh, that i've already committed to on their behalf so the the biggest change for me as a parent is that there were things that my mom couldn't do a because she was a single mom and b because she had to work in the office but now i am i have so much more availability that if my kids need more than that for me then there is an opportunity for them to stretch themselves and be more independent and for their you know for my husband to step in and say hey i'm going to pick up this piece of it there's certain things i feel kind of guilty about like for instance, I've done a, three girls trips. I've done three girls trips with my daughter um, and I haven't done something similar with my son, right? So I feel kind of guilty about that, but he's doing dad dad weekends, you know, with his dad, with my husband. So it's not like he's just being left by himself or left with a babysitter or anything else like that. He is doing something fun. Like my encouragement for women and, and moms is, like you have to really give yourself a lot of grace. You have to give yourself a lot of grace and a lot of permission to say, I can't be at everything because my mom was not guilty. My mom didn't go to basketball games. She was late for picking us up for everything. <laughs> she, but she was there. She was there at the performance. You know, when I did the speech in the sixth grade, she, you know, she was at the really important things that I needed her to be at. And my uncle stepped in, you know, when, when they needed to, to come to my basketball games. So, so she did. So like for all the stuff that she wasn't at, she had no mom guilt either. So maybe it's inherited <laughs> at this point <laughs> because she didn't feel it. Um, and then now me, you know, all these years later, I'm also the same, like I am, you have my entire heart, soul, spirit, everything. So I can't give you anything more. Um, mm -hmm. and so I'm not going to feel, I can't feel guilty about the little pieces that I just don't have. Mm -hmm. Here's my cups. <laughs> it. It's, uh, I made these, I made those stickers, um, the year that I took over, like we had that kind of role reversal in our house. That was my motto for the year, give grace, not just to myself, but to others too. Um, and I think for me, the guilt and the places that I need to give myself grace the most were, um, well, I've had this company for a long time. I haven't been full-time. I've been part-time company, part-time mom. And I take on, you know, I would take on clients as needed, but you know, I set these very high expectations for holidays, especially for my daughter. Like we used to have a jar of like holiday things to do. And she'd pick one out every day and it would be like all kinds of stuff, like make snowflakes out of paper to like go see the holiday lights or what have you. And those things had to kind of like, I had to scale back. I didn't I didn't have enough within me to give to that. Like there was guilt at first because I'm like, oh, I've set these expectations of this place, but I can't meet these expectations anymore. But in the same light, 
even if I pushed hard, I'm not going to try to meet those expectations. I'm not going to. I don't have enough in my cup to give. And so there was a lot of of giving grace and and releasing myself of the guilt. And um, but in the same light, her and I were so close because we spent so much time together that now, you know, my husband went from working um, in a high management position in retail and a lot of overnight and he wasn't around um, for a lot of like the toddler years and stuff with her, but now he's here all the time. And so they get that time now. And I'm very, very thankful for that. So, you know, where I've not been able to have enough of me to give, he stepped in and, and filled in that role. The Enneagram aid in me wants it to be exactly how I did it. But like, so that was also a learning experience. Like, well, I would be like cutting out paper snowflakes with her. They go to the library once a week or, you know, they play um, Uno Flip and in, yeah. in a very intense way. And, you know, they do their own things. And so it, it's an adjustment on so many levels. But, you know, every once in a while, like when I see her get older, like we're in that preteen phase and the the shift from little kid to preteen, like we're just dancing in this, this space. And um, so I, I feel myself like not clinging to, but appreciating like the little kid moments a lot more, but also super excited about who she is as an individual and seeing her grow into like a human that is self-sufficient in a lot of ways. I mean, obviously she's 10, she still needs us, but um, I'm seeing glimpses of glimpses of who she will be as an adult. And that's really exciting. And I, I keep seeing all these like memes and stuff about, you know, you only get 18 summers. And like, I'm, I was with my mom the other day and I was like, I'm, I'm, all, I'm 38 and I still hang out with you in the summertime. Like you've gotten 38 <laughs> summers. And I feel like all those things are just like an underhanded way for, to make moms feel yeah, guilty. Yeah. And we don't need that. Like we're doing the best we can. And, you know, we think about, I often think about my experiences with my parents and like the things that I remember. And I don't ever think back and I'm not like, oh, mom couldn't make that softball game. My dad was there or, you know, she came and celebrated later or, you know, whatever. My parents were divorced and both single parents working. And so we had to work around that. But I think I think we we put a lot more pressure on ourselves than we need to, especially because our kids are going to remember. Hey, mom, remember that time that I spilled paint all over the carpet? And I live to tell about it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still here. And then we have this opportunity that when their kids do it, we're like, yeah, see? Yeah. I feel like the kids remember what they have versus what they don't have, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. So they don't focus in on the the negative at all. Yeah. That's just kind of not their, that's not even really the, you know, the, the level that they operate at. They really do yeah. focus in on the what they have. Mm-hmm. Um they make up the stuff that they don't have. Like my kids will, I'll hear them talking about the places they'll go or places they've been and how they'll get there. And they're they're making this stuff up as they go along, but not more so in kind of just like creative, you know, thinking out of their head, not because we've done mm-hmm. anything wrong in it. So yeah, they're, that's why I say, I just, I'm like, I, I am doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am very hard on myself in general, just about all the things. So even when I was like a stay-at-home mom, I was like, I'm not doing enough. Like they need more and they should be speaking these languages and they should like, I really was just like, I'm not doing enough. And then I realized, especially after getting divorced, that my my mom guilt kicked up quite a few notches because I'm like, okay, so they're dealing with these changes. They've got, you know, what they were used to um, is, is completely different now. They were used to dad working mom being home and giving all of her attention to to them and that shift of like okay now I'm working and I need you to like step away from me please like I am I'm doing something and I just developed guilt from that because I'm like that's gotta be hard like everything was uprooted to them and I knew Mm -hmm. that like it felt very uprooted to me so I couldn't imagine what they must be feeling so that's where a lot of my 
guilt came from. But like you said, Tiffany, I'm doing the best I can. So I mean, like, mm -hmm. yeah, there are still times where I have to say, even though I work from home, I have to say, I can't chaperone this field trip. I have too many things yeah. going on because now I work. Mm -hmm. Does that mean that I'm not going to, you know, do other things or show up for the next thing or whatever? There are other opportunities. And, you know, as much as I, I think it's great for my kids to have to accept like, hey, mom can't do all the things I want her to do. There's still a part of me that wants to be able to do all the things. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I want to be there for everything. I'm always here. Whatever you need, I've got it. And I'm like, but I don't. <laughs> um, and then another thing, working from home, I find it it's easier to start mixing up your your boundaries. Um, so for example, yeah. like if you're not setting a set schedule and a lot of us, it doesn't seem like we, we, we necessarily have to have a set schedule with our jobs. Um, but if you don't set like a window and then it starts to bleed over into time, like, oh, I was supposed mm -hmm. to do this with the kids, but instead I'm, I'm, you know, responding to emails, it, it gets really muddled. And then that's kind of, for me, at least that's where a lot of the mom, mom guilt came from too. Um, you know, I was trying to establish boundaries with people I was, uh, working with and, you know, Hey, I'm out at this time. And they'd be mm -hmm. like, text me at they would text me at like five or six o'clock and then say like hey can you do a meeting real quick i really need to talk to you about this and i'm like it's almost dinner time um yeah mm, mm -hmm. i i shouldn't yeah. but like i was so new to it and i was like i desperately need these jobs to work out so then i was making exceptions and then mm -hmm. it was like mom you said we were gonna this and so that's that was another thing too is just making sure to set those boundaries and know yeah. that like hey yes you know, if you have to work, you have to work, but like establishing like, Hey, this time is for my family. This time is, I need to be here. I, I need to be present with what's going on with my kids. Um, mm -hmm. and so that took me a minute to, uh, figure out. <laughs> and that's where a lot of my, and, my stress was coming from. And I find that when you tell people, like it, it, even in the beginning, when I, when I started working from home, like really like full-time mm -hmm. my husband had no concept of what that meant he thought I would like he didn't think literally that I was sitting around uh taking a meeting once a day and eating bonbons but he literally kind of thought that I did <laughs> I made has a anybody, paycheck has anybody had a bonbon like is that what like that's what we always are. say I, I don't even know what it is don't know I've seen it, it once I've seen I've seen I've seen them I've never had them I assume they're good because that's what they say. That's what people are sitting around eating. They must be delicious. They must be incredible. <laughs> but oh, the other day I was like, who's eating these? What are, what even are they? Where are you like, getting them? That's how disconnected we are from that life that we don't even know what they are. Exactly. I mean, I, and I should say this because this is going to air on live, but he did, I I had to do, he wanted, we were, I was supposed to go grocery shopping and he said, well, you could do it. And I said, no, I can't. He said, well, you're at home. I said, dude, I am working, like <laughs> working from home. Like that is not, that is not, that's not a part-time job or a quarter of a time job. It's mm -hmm. a full-time job. And so like my big thing is my kids don't get home-cooked meals because I don't have time to cook in the middle of the day. I do, like, I'm not a big elaborate meal person, but you have to kind of stand at the stove to cook and not burn your house down. So, um, so I just, so that's like one of the areas where I don't, I don't excel at every single week. So two yeah. weeks a month, they're probably going to have, you know, a meal home-cooked, you know, three days a week, maybe the other two weeks, two weeks a month, they, it might be one day a week. It also doesn't help that I'm, I have kids at the age where they're very picky and they have like two oh, things yeah. that they like, yeah. but you know, so that's, but again, like my husband probably feels more guilt behind that than I do. I'm like, Hey, mm -hmm. I don't, if they want to eat macaroni and cheese every day, guess what? I'm going to go to the store he wants to go to and he's going to get macaroni and cheese every day. And if that requires me not to have to make chicken for the night, guess what? I'm not making chicken. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's I, I like take things off my plate. I don't need to add things to my plate to feel guilty about or mm -hmm. things that I'm not or to tell me I'm not doing something and they don't appreciate it. That's the other. And that's the other way I got rid of the mom. guilt. It's like if they don't really fully appreciate it, mm -hmm. then I am putting a lot of pressure on myself 
for not a lot of added value at the end of the day. So, for sure. uh, so I, so that's the other reason yeah. <laughs> why I just like, what gives you the most satisfaction? Is it yeah. eating, eating the macaroni and cheese from this place? Then guess what? We're going to, I will get that for you. <laughs> I, boundaries. That's huge. Um, Cause we, I've been in this work from home place for so long um, before it was cool. <laughs> <laughs> it was always cool chris it was always cool. it was always cool it was okay, always cool, cool. I've always at least cool. for me <laughs> um, at least from my perspective like we so i was doing it before even i had a kid like i was working from home and um i remember because my husband worked overnights at the time because we got so little time together i was doing a lot of photography work and in, in um i was doing sessions on the weekends and um it was that was our only time together and it was this point of contention in our marriage of like i only he only had weekends because he worked overnight and slept during the day and that was my only i was like that's the only time clients will book shoots and i had a photography mentor that was just like don't don't shoot on the weekends and i was like i'm never going to book clients and she's like no just don't just don't offer it and if you do do a massive upcharge Mm -hmm. the people who really can only shoot on a weekend are going to pay for it and she was freaking right. She was absolutely <laughs> right. I changed the policy. I don't book on weekends anymore. If you want to book on a weekend, I think it was something like an extra $200 fee, Wow, which made it worth my while and <laughs> clients book during the week. Mm-hmm. And it's just like that whole time I was, I was the one keeping myself from that freedom yeah. because of my own perception. So sometimes we just need to get out of our own way. Yeah. yeah. The last thing I want to talk about is just support. Um, so the two of you are married. What does that look like as far as like how your spouses support you in, you know, you being a working mom? And then also like what other sources of support do you have? Do you have like in-laws and all that? And like, how do they lend a hand to you? So I have the husband, a <laughs> great husband. Uh, and for the, so again, I go back to like the, the year, the years before school, the years before school, we had really great, we had a great nanny. Um, we had a couple that were okay. Um, but then we also had a really, really great babysitter. Uh, I I came across a babysitter uh, when they were about 14 months and she has been in their lives fantastic. Now both the nanny and the babysitter have gone on now to their own full-time jobs. They're still here in the city. We leverage them very incidentally. But we have found like a babysitter or two that we still do leverage and use on weekends or, you know, even weeknights when we need to. Mm-hmm. The one person I'm thinking about, uh, she's going to come next week. This is, you know, this will be uh, during Thanksgiving week to help uh, and stay with the kids for a couple of hours. Our in-laws are not in the city, um, so they're not really there at all to available. My sister lives out of the country, so we do rely on babysitters. You know, our our villages are babysitters, and we treat them as such. So I, you know, I think that's also really important. If you don't have in-laws, if you don't have other close friends or anything like that that can watch your kids, treat your babysitters, nannies like gold. But if you know if that's who they are, then treat them like gold. Uh, in fact, when we w- did the girls trip weekend, it was my kid's nanny, you know, so she's now more of a family friend. I don't even introduce her as a nanny because she's not their nanny anymore, but she is definitely a family friend. I expect her to be a person that my daughter will grow up with. So as she grows and becomes a wife and a mom, you know, we were even talking about this over the girls trip. Like, I can't imagine her being a mom and then my daughter maybe babysitting her kids or being a friend to her kids. So it's just, you know, like keeping that community. So that's been what's really helpful for us. And I like it. Like, it's what gets us through. So I I do kind of envy people with in-laws, but in-laws kind of do what they want to do. <laughs> that is they don't so that's like i love that you point that out because i said that a long time ago i was like i would rather just pay somebody who's gonna do what i ask them to do than like someone whose family is like i'm grandma i could do whatever i want yeah but no (laughs) yeah they don't they don't drink they don't drink pop like my kids don't drink pop if they were with 
if they were at my mom's, I'm 100% sure they'd be drinking pop. And I would be like mortified. I'd be like, you can't watch my kids. I'm so sorry. Like, I love you. We'll visit, Mm -hmm. but you can't watch my kids. Because if you let them drink pop, then it's it's a deal breaker for me. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I do have a story. We're, we're gonna save that for off air. <laughs> you I have, have so a story. many. I have so many stories. That's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> you and I both. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so our nannies actually work out well for our village because nannies and babysitters, and even when they're with them, so they love them like as if they were nieces and nephews or whatever. But it's, it, it, but they now know how we like what's important to us mm-hmm. if they were with my mom i'm 100 percent sure she she'd be doing the babysitter by tv mm-hmm. motion <laughs> sitting yeah. them in front of the tv and i would still be mortified i'd be like you can't have the watching tv at two o'clock in the afternoon mm-hmm. <laughs> you can take them for a walk or right. play outside and you can sit there so yeah so they so at least they value that's what it really is it's not necessarily do what we tell them to do is that they value what we want for our kids and the way that they're raised and they're not encumbered by oh this was the way i was raised or anything else like that so that's that's probably what i most appreciate not not even probably that's definitely what i most appreciate about that extended village of babysitters and nannies and things like that is because they have adopted and can buy into the things that you value without concerning themselves with whatever, however they were raised or whatever their thoughts on raising kids are. Yeah. yeah my in-laws are here. My family's, my parents are here. Uh, my brother and his wife and everybody's here. Um, <laughs> but I think like, because we've got this role reversal thing, um, we both support each other, right? I support, he supports me in every endeavor for my career and for our business i support him in being teacher dad and pursuing this new venue of um tv production and um like we're we're both supportive of each other but it's when it gets down to like the nitty-gritty practicalities of things where like my brain goes you i was gone all last week legitimately we had counseling right before this <laughs> about this very thing i was gone all last week and there's still halloween decorations outside and my brain is like you could have done that why didn't you do that and so like it's in like these little nitty gritty things that we're still supporting each other in both of our endeavors but we have to like work out the crap in between the support yeah to make it true support so um our support and it all really comes through our therapist. We started seeing her right after our house fire and we were dealing with PTSD, anxiety and all these different things. And like, we've worked through so much of that, but just to have this human being who is trained and also knows us at a level now, cause we've been seeing her for almost six years, knows us at a level that most other people on the planet don't know us. And when we have these disagreements and these things and uh, challenges and we can go to her and be like, Hey, Marla, (laughs) this is what's going on. And she's able to like walk us through that has been the best life support I could possibly ever have imagined for us. And we still see her twice a month. And like, and you know, as this thing happens in therapy that like, as you're dealing with some things, you're like, Oh yeah, I'm doing really great. And I'm, you know, overcoming this thing. Well, because you've dealt with that thing, other things rise to the surface. And then you're like, crap, I thought I was done with this. But, you know, over the last six years, all of these different things, childhood stuff, traumas that we never dealt with, whatever, that truly affects how we operate on a day to day and operate in our marriage and how we operate with our kid. Truly, um, all of these things have surfaced up through therapy and have we've been able to work through them, which seriously has been the greatest support ever and you know i have parents who my dad owned his own business for 35 years he's retired my mom is an artist in houston and she still does that and she's worked for herself so like i me working for myself feels natural because that's what i grew up with so they're always supportive um i was most uncomfortable when i was working in an office and so you know my my Parents are supportive of us. They're supportive of homeschooling. My mom teaches my daughter um, creative writing and 
So, you know, we have this, we have a really great support system behind us, but truly like our therapist, she joked about (laughs) retiring recently because she's older. She's like our parents age. And I was like, that, that is not an option. (laughs) (laughs) You cannot. Nope. (laughs) Nope. Nope, nope. <laughs> she can retire everybody else, not you guys. I just, uh, yeah, but I did. I was like, does that mean we get to just be like friends? Because we we are we get along really well, and we have a you know we have a lot of interest in. Sometimes our therapy sessions turn into like theological discussions or whatever, and so um, it's it's great. But I mean, I think there's a stigma. It's slowly unattaching itself from therapy, but there's a stigma to to therapy that like you have to have something wrong with you to go and that's not true like i always say you you go to the gym to work out your body why wouldn't you talk to a therapist to work out your emotional mind like and people are posting about going to the gym but (laughs) i've often thought i should just post something every time i go to therapy had therapy today (laughs) worked on some it was a rough one you know like (laughs) no i i I started seeing one. So I saw one years, years ago um, in my twenties. And I, I started seeing one last year because I was just overwhelmed, over Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. And I could not pull myself out of it. Like I just didn't even know where to begin. And I saw, I saw her last month and she literally, like literally the next day I was able to apply what she had told me into a situation that involved my kids. Mm -hmm. And then she even was like, you know, like helping me even drive boundaries at work because you, we work from home. I am very like all in like 120%. And she was like, why? <laughs> like, is that, did someone tell you that you had to be that way? So she's really helped. Yeah. And I, I agree with you, Chris. Like I, I say it around the kids more importantly, because mm-hmm. I want them to know that I am getting help in other ways that has nothing to do with your dad or anything else like that. And when they feel like there's going to be a point in time when they might need it, mm-hmm. hey, no shame, no judgment. This is a person, this is an avenue for you to figure it out. Yes. Like, yeah. full stop. Yeah. Like, you don't, I am not your only source. Exactly. Normalizing therapy for our kids. I think I wrote something <laughs> for Houston moms about that, truly. <laughs> okay, I will look that up and plug it in our show notes because I feel like this, this needs to be shared and talked yeah. about. <laughs> yeah. And even our, like, after the fire, I, you know, I was, I left a candlelit. I was my fall, all of this kind of thing. And it took oh, a long you time. Did. Yeah. I remember took, that one. Yeah. It took a long time for me to forgive myself, but in my head, I was like, I've ruined my daughter's life. Like this is the traumatic experience from which she operates out of for the rest of her eternity. And so we put her in therapy too. And I have to say like, even though like her therapist cleared her very early, she, but she was also instrumental in helping us identify that she was GT and gifted and talented and that some of her behaviors weren't trauma related. They were just her giftedness and, uh, and, and how to, to foster, but also work through those things. And, you know, now that we're hitting these pre-puberty stages, sometimes she's like, mom, can I meet with Lanisha? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Of course. And so like, the fact that she comes to me and is like, can I talk to my therapist? I've got some stuff. I'm just like, yes. We're winning. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. That is amazing. Really had to like think about what my support team looked like. Um, And I don't have family here either. Um, And my ex-husband, his family is here. And I realized that as much as we don't always get along, (laughs) we have been, we've been pretty good at supporting each other when we can. Uh, He works at night. And so sometimes, you know, I'll, you know, run something over to his, he uh, currently lives with his mom. And so she keeps the boys uh, most of the time when he's at work. And so like, if there's something needed, I'll run it over there. Or, you know, early on in our divorce, he was, you know, he'd have meetings or something during the day. And he's like, Hey, I know you're home. Would you mind? You know, I know it's my week with the boys, but would you mind, you know, you know, keeping an eye on them or coming over to my house and just hanging out, get them lunch or whatever. And I'm like, cool, awesome. And so we find ways when we can and when we can tolerate each other (laughs) to like support (laughs) each other and be there for each other. Because at the end of the day, we're still a team, whether or not we, you know, 
want to be married or not is a different story, okay. but we are still a team when it comes to the kids. Um, and I do have a circle of uh, single mom friends who we kind of, we do our best to help support each other. And like, if I can keep your kiddo while you have a work event going on, awesome. I'll do that mm-hmm. um, and vice versa. And so that's really nice to have as well. And thankfully I work for people who are very understanding of the fact that like, hey, I'm a single mom. There are weeks I have my boys. Hey, it's Thanksgiving break. It's gonna be kind of chaos here. Deal, you know, I need you to work with me. And so for the most part, they're very much just like, girl, do what you gotta do. Like, I'll talk to you later. And I'm like, thank you so much. (laughs) Um, And so it's really, it's really nice. And, you know, coming from my, you know, back, story of being a stay-at-home mom and like everything looked very different back then i just took Mm -hmm. care of the household and everything in it and the kids while he went to work and now it's like oh dang so i have to do like a little bit of both now like i gotta work but i also gotta like figure out what are we eating for dinner like y'all gotta eat again (laughs) like did you just eat yes didn't you just eat just ate they're hungry all the time i know and it's why is that a real thing that's like such a real thing it's crazy they are always hungry (laughs) when we when we stopped having babysitters at the house and they had to be at home with me i was like why do you eat every 20 minutes and one time my ex-husband called me about that he was like um were they always like this and i'm like what do you mean he's like like always eating and he's like if it's not like a meal time it's a snack time if it's not a snack time refill my water bottle like oh my god like all the time bro i tried to tell you yeah (laughs) and then put them in sports like her daughter had swim practice and then dance class right after and she ate like three dinners last night i kid you not like (laughs) like how where where is it going you're very small human like it's insane. Yes. It is absolutely the water insane. thing. The water. Refill my water. Yes. Like, Are you big more. enough to do this on your own? I would yes. say. I think right. you are. Yes. Why are you coming in here to the meeting that you know I'm on? Right. To refill the water. Can we, like, were we just all super dehydrated as children? <laughs> like. Clearly. <laughs> clearly. We were Never had a water bottle? <laughs> Oh, I played outside. They're like, here's the hose. Yeah, okay. It's a different world. I told my kids to go drink from the hose and they're like, no, that water's not like clean. And I'm like, who are you? I'm like, turn on that hose right now. (laughs) You're going to drink from this hose. My kids are, my kids are adorable, but bougie. So they're like, we don't drink from the hose. It's the hose is sitting in mud. And I'm like, yeah, you use the hose to clean the hose. And then you drink out of it. Like, you're fine. It's dirt. (laughs) You know, the stuff that you play in anyway, and then put your hands in your mouth from. Exactly. Now all of a sudden you can't drink from the Right. One really cool thing that I I have to put out there is that like I I've never had a nanny. I I sort of have like a babysitter on and off um when I have things going on in my life but not during the day and I will say that it is really great at least working from home that like if there's if there's a sick day my kid can stay home and it's not the worst thing yeah. in the world and I I always have mm-hmm. to point out that this is such like a, a privilege to have because it, it changes how I parent. So I remember when I was a kid, like my mom was very adamant, like don't go outside with wet hair, put on a coat, do all these things. And I'm like, I like, I just did it because you're on me about it. But like my kids, if they go out without a coat and they happen to get sick, I mean, did you learn something? Maybe you needed a jacket. Yeah. And is it the end of the world? Is mom going to miss work and we can't afford things because you're sick? No, yeah. like we're gonna be fine. Did you forget your lunchbox or something? Well, lesson learned and I'll bring it to you later. Like I, I love <laughs> that we have the opportunity for us to not have to parent out of like survival mode all the time. Yeah. Um, we yeah. have that luxury of being like, all right, well, I'm gonna let you learn this lesson and then I'll help you out in a minute. But like. Did you learn something? Are we okay? Are we Mm -hmm. gonna be okay? Cool. Mm -hmm. Because I look at so much of what happened with my mom being a working mom and all the stresses that came from that and trying to juggle being a mom. Um, 
And so she parented me out of survival mode and she, there were so many rules and restrictions and like, don't do this, but make sure to do that. And I'm like, I love that I have the ability to let my kids be kids and be like, all right, well, now we can move on and everything's fine. (laughs) It is very helpful. It's so funny because my sister and I talk. I have a sister that's a year and a half younger than me. I also have a brother much younger, 17 17 years younger than me. But my sister and I grew up together, latchkey kids, and we'd be at home. And like, it's not a stretch to say that we probably almost died a couple times just because, you know, we were doing things. (laughs) I choked on, I tried to swallow a vitamin one time and it got stuck in the back of my throat. And so I couldn't breathe. And then my sister was like not paying attention and she didn't know what was wrong. So I couldn't breathe. Like that could have been the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> could have been the end. And my mom's at work. Yeah. My sister passed out one time, just passed out. Oh my gosh. And I didn't know oh what gosh. to do. And <laughs> oh, that just made my anxiety so, go up. So. I know, yeah. but. But that's what happened. And I, you know, fortunately, I mean, hopefully and prayfully, I don't have to go back to work or go back to work in an office. Um, They won't have those experiences. Now, will they not learn some of the things that we learned in those kind of survival moments? Mm -hmm. Probably. And so we'll have to figure out how to give them those tools, but um, those tools of survival, because I think it is important, but I would have been okay not having had those two experiences. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Oh boy. Oh, I, I think boy. you would be okay. Yeah. We could have skipped that. We skipped it. We could have skipped it. I I it's a funny story now all these years later, but but it's only funny because we survived. Exactly. <laughs> right. The number of things that like we survived as children. Like I used to ride my mom had like a Lincoln Continental and it had that giant back dashboard, right? With the window. I used to sit on that when we were driving around and ride back there. Like seatbelts? What? Oh god. I don't even Very like times. I know. Very different. It's amazing Very that we're all alive. Seriously. <laughs> Laughing about it. Right. <laughs> but we know we're not gonna do that to our kids. Nope. Exactly. <laughs> before we completely wrap up to share also like where people i see chris you have your instagram um handle on your um on your name thingy oh i sure do i forgot about that (laughs) so if you want to have any parting thoughts and then also share where our listeners can find you that would be awesome yeah um i'm stronger than fire on instagram and then strongerthanfire.com is my personal blog so if you want to read about our fire story, it's all there in the nitty gritty, what a panic attack feels like, all of it. Um, and then, you know, stuff outside of that too, like we travel a lot. So there's a lot of that on there, but um, yeah. So that's where you can find me. And then from there you can find my graphic design business and everything else too, but yeah. Uh, parting thoughts. I just say I can, I, in my blogs with, particularly with Houston moms, it's all about just the grace. Like I have, I did the series of um, the consequences of pregnancy uh, because I was just like, these are all the crazy things that happen um, with having been pregnant and then having had twins. And no one talks about like my first one, I think was around my shoes and how I grew a whole size, (laughs) a whole size bigger in my foot at the throwaway, all my shoes. So I've talked a lot about just the ways that I've given myself grace and learned. And that's really for me what it's about with being a parent. It's not about the beating myself up. Uh, my therapist, as we were talking about therapists, she asked, she was like, well, do you have time for your kids with all that you do? And I said, I prioritize them a hundred percent. But with that said, I also prioritize myself and I give grace as we navigate this life because I've never been a parent. And so I, I'm learning along the way. So that's what I would just encourage moms is like, just, just give yourself grace, give yourself space, take a breather. Um, your kids aren't always wrong and neither are you. So mm-hmm. you can say, I'm sorry on either side and everybody's okay. Uh, in terms of where to find me, I am not like super big on social media, but I am at Mrs. Brown girl 10 on Instagram. So, um, so that's where you can find me. Thank you both so much for joining me. I, I feel like there was 
just so much insight and I love how we kind of have similar stuff going on but we have like different experiences happening so I loved getting to chat with you all about that so thank you thanks so much Ashley thanks all right I hope you all enjoyed that that was so much fun chatting with those ladies I feel like we bonded a lot more just being on that on that hustle that hustle mentality of being working moms we are on the grind and you know trying to make everything happen thankfully we all have kind of our circles of people who help support us and um, keep us going but it is a lot working as a mom it's it comes with you know its own stigmas sometimes and uh it's it's hard to juggle it all so it was fun kind of commiserating with the two of them and kind of sharing our experiences with y'all and i hope you enjoyed that for our houston moms house blend this week i am going to spotlight the ultimate guide to holidays in houston now this is one of our probably our biggest guide uh on houston moms this is the all-encompassing guide of holiday fun that you need to bookmark and have in your back pocket. Okay, so this, we have it broken down into sections. We have special holiday events in and around Houston. There's a section called Houston's Most Impressive Holiday Lights, Houston Area Santa Sightings, Houston Area Fun Runs and Walks, and Houston Area Christmas Tree Farms. So, I mean, like, it's everything is there. It's incredible. So if you're looking for, you know, where to go create that authentic Christmas um, experience and go cut down a tree as a family and bring it home, we have that here ready for you. If you are an active family and you like to go on fun runs and walks, we have that there for you. And all you got to do is mark your calendar. It's there waiting for you. Santa sightings, listen, your kiddos need to bring those Christmas lists um, and, and go chat with the big guy. We have a list of everywhere that you can go see Santa and, and take those holiday pictures. I know we are all cramming in pictures to try to get those Christmas cards ready. This is where you need to go to go get those pictures with Santa. And then especially the impressive holiday lights. Okay, I never know where to go to look at Christmas lights. I love looking at Christmas lights, but I can never tell like where, where do I go to see the best ones? I need to ask Houston moms because it's all right here. Uh, so be sure to go ahead and mark your calendar uh, with all of these, these events that we have going on. Using this guide is a quick and easy way to keep those kiddos busy during Christmas break and really just creating that Christmas magic. So definitely check out the guide. It is again, the ultimate guide to holidays in Houston. We'll of course have it in our show notes and ready for you. Bookmark it. Seriously, bookmark it. So to wrap up today, our see you later caffeinator is just a quick fact about being working, not only working moms, but working parents. Nearly half of working parents say that they felt they needed to reduce their working hours because they have children. This is just another reminder that it is really hard juggling it all. And, you know, as we talked about in our chat with Tiffany and uh, Chris, giving grace is really, really necessary. Giving grace to yourself, especially. We can't do it all. We are capable of doing a whole lot, you know, we can do hard things, but also giving ourselves some grace that we can't do everything. There are things that are going to fall by the wayside here and there. Hopefully it's more so work and not things with our kiddos. So just kind of putting uh, the priority on our families and making sure that we are doing our best and being our best selves for our families. I know it is a necessity for most of us to work, but um, you know, finding that way to balance it all and giving ourselves a little grace is is really, really important. So I hope that uh, y'all enjoyed this episode. I hope that you working moms out there are making it. It's a whole lot, and we are right there with you. But uh, you know, give yourself some grace and keep on keeping on. Thank you so much for joining the Cold Coffee Club, and we'll see you next week. You've been listening to the Cold Coffee Club, brought to you by Houston Moms. We wish you a fabulous week with your families and look forward to sharing many more cups of cold coffee with you.